good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So, I want to speak to you. You know, Christian life and faith require, it requires action. And we have to look at things as what not just what we should not do, but also what we need to do. There was a, there's a quote that is said to come from Confucius. Now, I'm not a super scholar, scholarly person in this area, so I'm taking um, a certain amount of uh, belief that this was what was said, but that's why I say it the way I do. Uh, this statement is um, supposed to be from Confucius, okay? Don't do unto others what you don't want done to you. Now that's that's pretty good. That sounds similar to what the Lord says, right? Don't do unto others what you don't want done to you, unto you. So that's pretty good, and in and of itself, it's not bad. It's it's a step in the right direction, right? If you look at that and you say, okay, well, I won't do unto others what I don't want done to me, so I I won't do anything you know harmful to others. So it sounds good, and it is good in its own way. All right, I'm not. I'm not trying to totally put it down. But do you know what also does not harm others, does not lie, does not steal, does not kill? Well, the plants, the ground, the rocks, the water, the air, none of these things, all of these things do not harm in and of themselves. They don't do any harm. But are we not better than inanimate objects and plants and air and water. Are we not to be better than that? Our focus needs to go beyond the idea to not do things. We can't just say, well, we're just not going to do these things. Our life also should be a life of action, a life of doing unto others, a life of doing good works. Now, I'm speaking of us as Christians. To just focus on not doing wrong things is not enough. Now, see this example from Paul in Ephesians. Now, this is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 32, and this is in the English Standard Version. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. We understand what Paul is saying here, and what he says is from God and true. However, I kind of want to turn some of this around. I want to kind of change it up a little bit and find it easier, I find it easier, to 
change by focusing on what I want or need to do. You know, focus on what I do need to do instead of focusing on what not to do. For instance, in Paul's example, you could switch things around a little bit to be like this. Speak the truth and you will not lie. If you will focus on speaking the truth, you will not lie. Forgive and show compassion and you will not sin in anger. If you will focus on forgiving and showing compassion, then you will not sin in anger. Work with your hands to give to those in need. And you will not steal. You won't have time to steal, honestly. You just, you know, I don't have time. <laughs> I mean, not, not to mention I'm not really interested, but let's just say, I mean, anybody could uh, possibly get into a habit or routine of something and for some reason that, that excitement could be kind of an addictive quality to it. You know, it could kind of have that type of ooh, you know. But if you work with your hands to give to those in need, you will not steal. You will just not have time. Change your focus. Don't focus on not stealing. Focus on what you need to do, what you should do. Speak God's word. Speak encouragement. Speak blessings. And you will not be vulgar or speak worthless things. So change our focus. Everything you say will be important and meaningful and edifying if we change our focus. Speak God's word. Speak encouragement. How can we speak encouraging? How can we speak God's word? I need to shut up and slow down and speak God's word and speak encouragement. And be silent until I have something like that to say. That's really what I need to do. And I'm not even talking about anybody else, but I mean, I, I guess we all need to work on that. But, but I'm really talking about me myself. I don't want to put that off on anyone else. Be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving to one another. And you will not be bitter or full of anger and wrath or slander. Why? Because you're busy being kind and tender-hearted and forgiving. If you're doing that, you will not be bitter and full of anger and wrath or slander. And believe me, I have to work on this too. I, I, one of the reasons I'm talking about this is this is something that I have to work on, that I have to do. Be peaceful and forgiving as our Lord has forgiven us. If we're being peaceful and forgiving, then we will not, you know, we will not be these other things. Remember, we are to do unto others. We are to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. We're taking action, okay? We're not simply, because to simply not do certain things, that is not enough. That is not enough for a Christian. Anyone can refrain from hurting another. Like, right now, I'm not doing anything to hurt you. But just doing nothing to hurt you requires no effort. That, that's not doing anything. That's just not doing. But we must do more. Our actions must help others. You know, if we're living the life that the Lord wants us to live, our actions must help others. Jesus sums it up here very simply. If you look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Now again, all of this is going to be English Standard Version. 
So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Not to put down the Ten Commandments, not at all, but if all you do is these shout nots, then you are most likely not living a Christian life. The New Testament and our Lord requires more. That's why I say our covenant, in a way our covenant is better and easier, but in another way our covenant is more demanding. More is required and asked of us. We are to act as the Lord's hands and feet in this life, and even his voice to some degree. As always, Jesus explains it the best if you read Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separate, separates I'm sorry, separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, the sheep, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, and feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger, and welcome you, or naked, and clothe you? And when did we see you sick, or in prison, and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. So again, the Lord, because this is the Lord speaking, he is the king. Jesus is our, our priest and our king. Again, the Lord is encouraging us to do, to take action, to do. Now, for the full story, for those who do not take action, then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now those were those on his left that he called the goats. Now God, the Lord, is telling us how we should do and what we should do. These people on the left, these goats, now and I'm not trying to say that you know anything in particular about anyone in particular, but they're the they're the ones that, that make the excuses. They don't actually do anything. They make the excuses. They, they, oh, it's, I'm too busy. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, it's too hard. It's, 
There's all these excuses. And I'm not saying that we're never guilty of that. But I'm saying that we need to not be guilty of that. That we need to try and make effort and to do what we can do. Christian life requires action. Our faith requires action. If we do not take action, do we even really believe? And I have to say, no. And the Lord is telling us what we need to do. You know, um, I kind of laugh at this term that people use sometimes. They call us, and not just us, but, but they do call us sheeple. And they mean it in an insulting way, like, oh, you're just sheep, you just follow whoever. Well, they mean it in an insulting way, but in a way, when I, whenever I hear that, I always think of this, what Jesus says here about the sheep and the goats and everything. And, and I think of it more as a compliment. And they, the people who use that term and say that and try to be insulting, they just don't understand the significance of it or how important it is that we be the sheep. They, they miss that. We need to be the sheep, though. Don't don't make any doubt about that. Don't don't be confused. We need to be the sheep. We need to be the ones who do who do something, who do something for the Lord. How do we do that? By doing something for others. That is that's the way we do it. We do something for others. What we do for others is what we do for the Lord. It's as clear as it can be. And to make excuses. And to claim whatever, you know, for whatever reason, we can't do it, uh, that's whatever. These are just excuses. That's really all they are, is just excuses. Now, sometimes you really can't do something. I'm not talking about that. I mean, for instance, I don't have a million dollars to give, and, and we know that, okay? <laughs> we just don't have that. But to do what we can within our realm of responsibility and within our realm of what we have, God gives us the means to be able to help others. And he doesn't ask us to do things that we can't do. So, I would encourage all of us, and this includes me, uh, all of these are important. You know, all of these are important things. And I would encourage all of us to not be the goats, and not, you know, don't do nothing. That's, that's an awful way to say that. Make sure you're doing something for the Lord rather than just do nothing. Okay? So, don't be like the goats and do nothing. Do be like the sheep and do something for the Lord. Alright. So, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.